Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Kanya, switching to my radio voice. And today I have with me Chris Senkbile, VP and Risk Consultant at Unico Group and founder and CEO at Project Faro. Uh, Chris, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going? It's going well, man. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. And, and by the way, the, the radio voice is, is great. I love the radio. <laughs> uh, I say that to see if I can get the guests the guest to laugh usually. Uh, so so uh, according to LinkedIn, you are in Omaha, Nebraska. Is that accurate? Omaha. We're in, we're in the center of the country. Landlocked okay. over here. Our claim to fame is the, the College World Series and... The Omaha Zoo, and after the, that, uh, yeah, 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 the, the, the College World Series that was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? It was very recently. Yeah, it usually starts in uh, like middle of June, roughly. Yeah, rolls okay. through into July. But yeah, awesome. So, so yeah. I actually have significant history with 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 that area of the Midwest. Uh, I went to school at Iowa State, so go Cyclones! Uh, I went to school oh, at yeah. Iowa State twice, uh, both my my undergrad and my MBA. Uh, and, uh, I lived in Iowa for six years post-college, so 10 years total. Uh, and, uh, it, you didn't go to, to, uh, to, to university of, of Nebraska Lincoln, but I'm assuming that you are a Cornhuskers big red fan. Yeah. We're, we, I mean, I'm trying to be after this last Saturday, you know, they, they keep making it tough to, to be a fan, but yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Husker fan through and through. So I, I don't actually follow uh, football. Uh, I do remember w w a couple of things. W w when I was in college, you guys always tortured us, basically. Uh, and uh, what, 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 what I do remember is, is that at Iowa State, where I went, a like six and six or six, 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 and six wins and seven losses, uh, that was considered a good year. And sometimes we went like two and eleven, uh, and and Nebraska would go like ten and two, and the coach would get fired for 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 be going ten and two, right? So I know that you guys were a super super strong team, but so is is it no longer the case currently? You know we uh, we we hired one of Nebraska's favorite sons, a guy by the name of Scott Frost, um, back as our head coach. He played here uh, in the nineties and uh had some success at some other schools and and we thought he was going to be our uh savior reincarnate when he came back and lead us lead us to the championship and we've had a few tough seasons so you know we're i'm still supportive uh all behind scott i hope we have so, a, a, a great season but uh, yeah we we do we do when it comes to firing coaches after a 10 and two season, that's never made a lot of sense to me. That still seems like a pretty good okay. season. So, so I, I, I have, I have to show this. Uh, okay. Hold on. Just make make sure that, that, that I have the, the, the right screen. Uh, I think I have the right screen. Uh, so I'm sharing my screen here. Yeah. So last year you guys went, one and eight in the conference and three and nine overall and lost all five of your road games. So here's, here's the, here's the thing you needed to know about last season. You're that is accurate. We lost the most games by less than a touchdown in <laughs> FBS uh, uh, history since pulling the, the polling started. So we lost, I think it was 
six or seven games, something like that. I'm probably not exactly right on that by less than a touchdown. And that's that was against some really strong schools that went on to go into the playoff. And uh, we lost by less than a, you know, less than a scoring uh, drive. And, and uh, that was kind of our entire season. We thought we were in those games, we were going to win them. And then, you know, we'd lose it right at the end. And so, so it, 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 is the, the, the football stadium, is it still, is it still sold out every weekend? Yeah. Yeah. We're still keeping the streak alive. Yeah. Okay. We're, that, that, hey man, that, we're, we're loyal fans here in Nebraska. That's so, the deal. So the, the the most painful part about about this graphic this this chart that I, that I'm looking at is I mean I feel bad for Nebraska but the most painful part here is the fact that Iowa is top of the charts that, like that, that's that's what really pisses me off as as a, as a as a good cyclone I am much more anti Iowa than I am a cyclone fan so uh, so you said you weren't a football fan but did you ever go to the Cyhawk game yes. when you were at Iowa State? Yeah. That's quite an atmosphere to it be is. around. It is. It yeah. is. I, I only went to like two or three games in my entire time at, uh, in Ames <laughs> uh and that was one of them uh and we won the year that I went uh and it, it was a ton of fun. Uh so it looks like Iowa State went five and four last year so so you know that that's well no that's conference five and four seven and six total. So in So hold on, seven and that's that's a weird number. Shouldn't it be? No, yeah, yeah, seven and six. Yeah, that, that's that's about an yeah. average year for Iowa State. Okay, cool. So good season. Uh, so that must be then. That's so you went to to Iowa State. Iowa is one of the insurance, you know, like centers of of the United States. So uh, I presume that's how you got into insurance then. So kind of yeah. So 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 I, I went to Iowa State to study computer science. And then it, it, it because I'm a nerd and I love computers, I do to, to this day. But it turns out I, I learned the hard way that if you're bad at math, you will never graduate with a degree in computer science. Uh, and I am very, very, very bad, bad at math. Uh, so, so it's a lesson that I've had to learn now twice in my life. Yeah. One time when I failed out of computer science and uh, ended up getting a degree in management information systems. Uh, which is the computer, the, the business side of computer science, mm -hmm. and number two at Nationwide Insurance, where I talked my way into a financial uh, leadership rotation program. It's, it's called the FLRP, Financial Leadership Rotation Program. Uh, I talked my way into it, and uh, after a year, they showed me the door. Uh, same story because I can't do math. If you can't do math, you're bad at finance. Uh, so, so anyway, but I learned the lesson since then. Uh, for the listeners, for those of you that are early career, uh, for the love of all that is holy, uh, for the love of of whatever deity you you do or or do not worship, uh, do strength finders early on in your career. Do the disc <laughs> profile early on in your career, and if you are like me, you will learn that you are meant to be in a sales type of role, not in a finance type of role. Anyway, uh, we, so, so uh, I graduated with a degree in management information systems. I was an international student. I'm from Costa Rica originally. So I needed to be sponsored for a work visa, uh, which, sure, yeah. which the Iowa State Career Services people told me my senior year that I was unemployable. They're, they're like, you will never find sponsorship if you're not an engineer. And I'm like, this is a little late. I really wish. Would have been good guys, to know. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been good to know. Exactly. Uh, but uh, after a lot of work, I found the transportation company that needed a, uh, a fleet manager that spoke Spanish in Des Moines, Iowa. There, there are not a lot of those. 
right? So they yeah. need a college, uh, a, a business degree that speaks Spanish. So I got that job and they, they sponsored me for my work visa, which they'll never do again. And uh, it was super interesting. I, we actually lost, like, like we applied for it. And the, the, the immigration people said no, because, because fleet management is not directly related to your management information systems degree, even wow. though it's a business degree, right? Wow. Uh, I guess I had to be a logistics major. So we appealed. Uh, and at the same time as we appealed, uh, when, when I went to see the lawyer in, in a panic, the immigration lawyer said, uh, yes, you, you, we need to appeal. Uh, and by the way, who is this pretty young lady by your side? And I said, this is my girlfriend. And he said, is she an American citizen? And I said, yes, she is. And, and he said, are you getting married? And I said, yeah, we're, we're, we're engaged. Uh, and we're, we're planning to get married when she graduates college in two or three years. Uh, and, and, and he said, uh, I strongly recommend that you reconsider that. Uh, so, so basically how it went, it was really funny. My H1B specialty worker visa, yeah. we finally won the appeal process on December 21st and we got married January 2nd, like two weeks after. Yeah. So we could, if, if we had been smart, uh, we would have delayed the wedding. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we, I was 24, she was 18. We were not particularly smart. We went ahead and got married. Uh, the, 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 the marriage was uh, two of the best year, years of my life and two of the worst. Uh, and I've been happily divorced for now 11 or 12 years. Uh, and and uh, I'm in a very happy long-term relationship with, with, with my current girlfriend that has lasted a lot longer than my marriage. And we have yeah. no intention of getting married because I learned the lesson the first time. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I... Uh, so, so long story short, I end up, uh, 2009, I get downsized from my transportation job when the economy crashes. Yeah. Uh, and at this point I'm a resident. So at this point right. now, the fact that Des Moines is a giant insurance hub plays into the matter and I get a job at the farm bureau claims call center and I just fall in love. Uh, so that's, okay. that's how it all started. I'll have to put, uh, I'll have to put a notice uh, at the beginning of this podcast saying, Hey, for the high D's in the crowd, skip to minute 12, where we actually start <laughs> talking about insurance. Uh, needless to say, I, I, I'm a talker. Okay. Uh, oh, I love so, it. so, so Chris, after we've broken the record of the longest anybody has managed to get me talking before actually talking about their insure tech, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what is uh, Faro and, and, and what is Unico? Yeah, man. Um, so I, I kind of stumbled my way into insurance. Uh, so I was a, a finance and banking and investments major in, in college. And uh, uh, I'm probably not super strong at math like yourself. So I uh, got into banking and I was like, yeah, I don't really love, I don't really love this. And uh started playing pickup basketball uh, over the noon hour with some, some guys. And one day they came up and they said, Hey man, what do you do for work? And I said, you know, told them what I was doing. And they said, you ever thought about getting into the independent brokerage world? I was like, nah, definitely never thought about it once, you know? Um, and we kept talking anyways. Um, long story short, I ended up coming over to the brokerage. Unico is the name of our brokerage here in, in Nebraska. Um, claim to fame for Unico. Uh, uh Oh, go ahead. Real, real quick. Okay, so, 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 unico in Spanish means yeah. unique. 
And yeah. when you were, when I saw the name, I kept going back and forth. Is it Unico? Is it is it Unico? Uh, given that it's Omaha, Nebraska, I'm going to take a wild guess that that it's not the word in Spanish. Correct. It is not. Okay. The, it is. You are 100% right. It is not the word in Spanish. Interesting side story on that. I met my wife at a resort in Mexico called Unico oh, okay. on a Unico, Unico trip. Okay. Oh. So. <laughs> Okay, so so let me get this straight. Okay, so 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 the 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 Unico brokerage decides, hey, awesome idea. Let's do the 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 yearly trip or whatever the the, the reward trip to the Unico resort in Mexico because what are the chances that it's called the same as our company, right? No, and you meet no. your wife there. So is she Mexican or was she also on vacation? She was actually, so she's Portuguese Canadian. She was on vacation and we were on vacation and, okay. and, uh, and met there. But yeah, so. Okay. That's, so, uh, 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 você fala, uh, fala português? Yeah, I do not at all. <laughs> I wish, I wish. But she speaks Spanish and Portuguese because, okay. of course, both Latin root. Awesome. So, she, awesome, so awesome. she's, she's um, easing me into Spanish, but I'm a farm kid from central Nebraska. So <laughs> speaking multiple languages is just definitely not my strong suit. Yes, yes. So, so do, do, me, do me a favor real quick. Pr pronounce my name and last name. Oh, man. Canas. Uh, Tony. Antonio Canas. Okay, so she is totally failing. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hear you. you're a farm kid from Central Nebraska. It, it, it is what it is. Uh, I can't hold that against you. So, so okay. So, so, so you were talking, telling me about about uh, Unico's call to fame before I so really interrupted. So, Unico's no, call you to didn't. Fame. No, all good. So, so our claim to fame now is we just hit the top hundred list of brokers this year. So we're an independently owned firm here in in Nebraska. And I've worked here for about eight and a half years as a partner um, at the firm and uh, in the large commercial property casualty space. Okay, Large commercial uh, property casualty space. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. do, do you guys do mostly uh, Nebraska and the upper Midwest or, or, or what, 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 like, like what, what's your area of focus? Yeah, so primarily Nebraska and the Midwest, and okay, so, then we have a, a program business that actually takes us all over the country. Okay, so so I'm gonna take uh, a wild guess that your book is like eighty percent farm and and uh, food processing. There, very much of it is. Yes, you would you would not be wrong in that guess. Okay, yep. so so yep. The, the good news is, is that none of your of your customers, none of your clients are listening to this podcast. So you can say whatever you want. <laughs> you nailed it. No, not even close. No chance listening. Okay, so so you've been a broker for for uh, eight eight almost nine years. Uh, commercially focused, uh, large commercial uh, bro broker. By by the way. You're way overdressed today. Like I, I'm a former farm underwriter, and and I used to wear a, a suit and tie every day. And Gary Douglas, who who was who, who was Douglas, yeah, who who was running Nationwide Ag at the time, kept telling me every every time he'd seen me, every time he see he would see me, he'd be like, "When are you gonna take the tie off?" Uh, and 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 every and after a while, I started replying, "When I have your job, uh, like you've you've made it. You don't need to wear a tie anymore." Uh, but, but, uh, I was very careful if, if I went to visit agents, uh, then I definitely would put on a polo shirt. So you're way overdressed today for, for, for anything related to, to farm insurance. 
I'm in the I'm in the home office today. I had a few meetings, so I, I was trying to. But yeah, when I'm out and about, uh, out seeing customers, I'm I'm not in a button down. Okay. I can assure you. That. So so congrats <laughs> on on Unico make making the 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 top 100 list. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, and and what is Project Faro? Yeah, so that's a that's really uh, came out of my day to day experience interacting with my customers, right, and asking them, hey, what works about insurance? What doesn't work about insurance? What frustrates you? Uh, and really, what I identified in those discussions with them is, hey, we love what you do at the brokerage. You you work really hard for us. Service support, all those things are really good. We always talk about it at the brokerage. We've got four cards we're working with. That's price. That's coverage, that's relationship, and that's service and support. But the one thing that they always came back and said is we hate the process of insurance. The process is just frustrating, right? Um, and so I always felt like I was leaving meat on the table in terms of taking care of my customers. And so as I started asking them those questions, um, I just really identified that what they needed was a true client platform, their own client platform, customer experience to engage with insurance in a digital way. And so that's really what we went out and built. We, we researched the marketplace, um, you know, hundreds of insure techs floating around out there and just said, gosh, there's not really anything that seems to be addressing the problem they're telling me, right, that they have. And so what, what would it look like for us to build it ourselves? And so, so that's really what we set out to do. Uh, one quick correction. There, there's not hundreds of insure techs. There's a couple thousand insurtechs. Like, like, like <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, like it used Correct. to be, like, like there are articles on insurance nerds from when we first started, or like, like way back in the day. I literally wrote an article uh, called uh, Eight Startups That That Are Revolutionizing Insurance." We didn't mm -hmm. even have the word insurtech number one. Yep. And num number two, there were like thirty at the time. So I took a pretty good look at all thirty, and I wrote about about the, the eight that I liked the best. Yep. Uh, there's now thousands, like, like yes. it is impossible to keep track anymore. Uh, so much so that, that, that I have had 334 of them as guests on the podcast, right? The, 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 like it is, there's just thousands. Uh, okay. So, so, um, uh, based on LinkedIn says that, that, so, so that project Pharaoh started two and a half years ago. Uh, I'm assuming that's just what, when, when you decided or right. Okay. Yeah. So, so. So how's it going? What 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 have you guys? What what part of the of the process are, are you are you in to to create this thing that you want to create? Yeah, so you would be dead on. That was that was when the the idea happened. Uh, as you know, there's a lot of work that goes uh, between an idea and actual you know implementation and execution. So we were fortunate with my partners here. Um, they were gracious enough to to let Unico kind of be the beta or the that's the really pilot cool. for for Pharaoh. And, and so we were able to really start teasing out, um, you know, okay, Hey, if we're going to put this thing in front of our policy holders, what are the implications for us at the brokerage? Right. And how do we have our agency management system interface and work well with that? How do we build it into workflows um, and, and really get this in, into the hands of our, our customers and take better care of them, right? Take, uh, give them that, that client experience that is just differentiating better than what they get elsewhere, right? And so that was really, that was really the, the journey was just working through that with Unico for about a year and a half, honestly, um, and, and really just taking it slow, not trying to get out over our skis too much. And so we were fortunate then we got invited into at the end of um, 
2021, we got invited to join the competitive broker tech ventures. Accelerator. I, 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 so the, the yeah. moment you, you talked about what you guys are doing, uh, I was planning on, on at the end of the conversation saying, have you looked at broker tech? Uh, and the moment you said we got invited to, I'm like broker tech. Good. Yeah. Awesome. I love broker tech. Yeah, um, they do a great. They do a great job. But by, by, by the way, anybody at broker tech listening, we've had this conversation before. We would love to have you sponsor. Uh, anyway, continue. <laughs> love it. I'll put in. I got you, man. I'll put in a good word for you. I got you. And, 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 and by the way, don't get me wrong. Like, like, like every insure tech startup is welcome to come on the podcast. We are not a pay to play uh 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 we're a service to the community we're, we're not a pay-to-play uh but uh yeah i i would love to have broker tech as a sponsor anyway continue no yeah so they're listen they're great they and and probably would benefit from from uh being one and and uh maybe even be a good guest for you but yeah so that was cool because we got invited into that it's competitive there's you know, 70, 80 insure techs that we had to compete with to make it through that process. And we're fortunate enough to, to make the cohort for 2022. Um, and so just a wonderful opportunity to start kind of interfacing directly with those folks who we hope to sell oh, to. Which, uh, when, did the, when did the program start for, for 2022? Yeah, so uh, they kind of start the, the real selection process starts in January. And then your final, you kind of make your final selection about mid-March, and then they do what they call BTV mania, um, which would be early April. And that's where they bring in the cohort class together yeah. with the broker and insurance company partners all to Des Moines to sit down for two days and just start wrapping on problems. So I, 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 I've got to say, co coming from forgotten old Omaha, Nebraska, spending a few weeks in Des Moines, I would, I would be super excited. I, I couldn't wait. I mean, I thought to myself, like, I have been looking for an opportunity to spend half a week in Des Moines. I mean, it was, it was just only half a week. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, for, for, for anybody listening uh, whose kids are considering college or, or if we have anybody listening who hasn't gone to college yet, uh, I am quite impressed that you're listening. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, if, if, if you want... Uh, the schools with the best sports in the area, then in most years, that's that's either the University of Iowa or the University of Nebraska. Uh, if, if you want a, a real education, then I highly recommend Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, unless you want to be an actuary, in which case Drake is very good. Uh, so, 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 so uh, okay. So, 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 and, and, but, but, but yeah, quite honestly, Des Moines is much more of a city than, than Omaha, at least in my experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like, it's just a lot more fun. I mean, the yeah, weather sucks at both, but but it's, it's just a lot more fun. The weather is not great at either. I can assure you of that. And and uh, you know, I, Des Moines is a great it's, small city, and Omaha is a great small city. I I can't complain about either. I'll let you do it, but I if I for my money, I'm going to Omaha all day. I just gotta say. So so, so let's take a quick pause. A quick pause. Since, since, since we've had quite a bit of over rapport in, in this recording. So Omaha has the railroad stuff. Uh, what else does Omaha ha have? The, 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 because the, like the, 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 the football stuff is over in Lincoln. That's what, a, a couple hours away, hour and a half away? 
Uh, Lincoln's about 40, 45 minutes. Okay, roughly. that's not too far away. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is there to do in, in Omaha? So about the same thing there is to do in, in Des Moines. Get some <laughs> drinks, eat some good food, uh, and you it's, know, it's, see some concerts. So, so know, downtown, downtown Des Moines has seen a lot of investment that has made it a really attractive place for young professionals. Yeah. Is that the case with downtown Omaha? It, it very much so, actually. In fact, that's part of Pharaoh's startup or our, our journey, or our story is um, it actually has a very strong startup community, um, uh, really vibrant startup community, actually. So okay. um, we, ha, we were the beneficiaries of that, too. Ha, have you connected with, with Chris? You probably don't know which Chris I'm talking about. So, so I want to, I want to need to, 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 uh, I yeah, look so it up. bad with names. Okay. So, so, so he, uh, is British and now lives in Nebraska, uh, and, and is very involved with InsureTech Omaha. Uh, uh, what's Chris's name? I, I, I will probably cut this part of me not remembering Chris's oh, name. Oh, that's okay. No worries, man. No worries. <laughs> uh, Franklin, Chris Franklin. I remembered it. It, it wasn't just that, that, that I uh, found him. I, I remember then found it. So here, I'm going to share my screen super, super quick. Uh, okay. So Chris Franklin, uh, it says New York City. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, Chris is uh, a great Brit that, that uh, married a Nebraskan. Uh, and and he he's very involved in 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 the insure tech space in Nebraska. Great guy, great friend. Uh, oh yeah, I'll have to look him up. Perfect, perfect. So so yeah, definitely definitely reach out to Chris Franklin. I'm I'm happy to make an introduction my, my, myself. Uh, he might still have an apartment in New York, but the reality is he for the most part lives in Nebraska. That's where his kids are. Uh, oh yeah, so man, yeah. Hook me up. I'd love to meet him. It'd be awesome. awesome. If you send me a message, I'll make the introduction. Okay, uh, love yeah. it. Uh, and, and I hope that I remember to take this part out where I didn't remember his last name. Uh, so I've, I've got a really funny story real quick. So, so last year we were at insure to connect, uh, and, and of course I'll be there this year and, and, uh, both penguin had an event where they, they, it was a, it was a, a private VIP. You had to sign up ahead of time. It was free, but you have to sign up ahead of time in this really cool, uh, like at the top of the hotel with a view of yeah. Vegas anyway. And they had Shaq as a speaker, Shaquille O'Neal. The basketball player is the speaker. I so love so uh, we go we go to the event and, and they have Shaq taking pictures with people, right? And uh, Chris and I are next in line, and and Chris, uh, I am five seven. Chris is <laughs> has got to be like six four, like six three six four, and Shaq is seven one, right? Seven one or seven two, something like that. So love anyway, it. so 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 Chris uh, gets uh, stands next to Shaq. Right, big smile, both of them. I take oh, the yeah. picture. I take the picture with Chris's phone, and then it's my turn, and Chris is gonna take my picture with his phone. Right, Chris looks at, at, at the photo and goes like, "No, no, 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 hold on, can you retake it?" Yes, I'll retake it. So he goes back, uh, right next to, to Shaq. I take the picture, and then they take Shaq away, and I don't get my picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, he's like, "I'm so sorry, dude," and I'm like, "Okay, here's what we do." Send me the picture, and I'm gonna Photoshop my face onto your body. Uh, and and, and he, he sent it to me, uh, and I, I haven't done it yet. I, I need to do that, and it's gonna be really funny because anybody, uh, like, regardless of how good the Photoshop job, 
anybody who knows me is going to immediately go like, there's no way that Tony yeah, oh, reaches totally. Sack's, uh, uh, Shaq's uh, shoulders, right? I Tony love it. Down here, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. it's going to be hilarious. And it's taking me almost a year and I haven't done the Photoshop, but I need to do that. Anyway. Oh, yeah, you absolutely should. So so is, is broker tech still in progress or, or, is, is, or, or are you done with, uh, have you gone through it and you're done now? Yeah, to to a large degree, it, it becomes a community, right? So it's never fully done for uh -huh. sure. But to a large degree, the 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 you know the the support of you know getting BTV Mania put together, getting us connected with all the folks, they'll continue to support those efforts, you know, and, and making sure that we're getting in front of the right people. Um, but to a large degree, then that just becomes you know those direct relationships after they've had a chance to vet us and say, hey, yeah, we'd like to continue to you know have discussions or enter into a proof of concept or be your advisor or whatever going forward and so it kind of carries on in that way but uh -huh. to a large degree the heavy lifting's done okay. at this point but i've got to say the website looks fantastic uh so so uh what why should brokerages partner with with pharaoh yeah i think the the real simple answer is it is a sales retention and differentiation tool uh, it's giving policyholders a way to engage with insurance that they've never had before, and and most brokers aren't offering today. Okay, and and I did notice on the, on on the website that that you you say that it's uh, speech renewals by seventy five percent. That is gigantic. How does it do that? So for the brokerage, our biggest challenge is getting information from our policyholders, right? they hold their information. And so that happens today with tons of back and forth, emails, Excels, PDFs. What we've done with Pharaoh by putting it in the hands of policyholders is created a live living data set or source of truth, a data endpoint, if you will, for the industry. So now that data is live, it's living, stays up to date throughout the course of the year, our policyholders uh, should only have to maybe update an application, e-sign it within the platform, hit you know, hit submit, and all of that information flows directly to us at the brokerage where we can run with it. Again, we can API that into an AMS or a CRM, maybe even into a carrier or insurance company, you know, rating portal. Um, but the goal is we're not repenning and and creating a ton of redundancy for ourselves. Uh, in the process. So that's, that's how we do it. Okay. So, so um, you've got them listed as providers, but I assume that about providers, you mean carriers. Okay. Yeah. So, Correct. Yep. so I would, I, I, I would put providers slash carriers so that yeah. carriers know on the website where to go. So why should the carriers partner with you guys? Yes. Yeah, so the, the interest we're getting from insurance companies at this point really comes down to having a direct pipeline to customer information, to policyholder information. So we at the brokerage, you've been around long enough to know this. What we do with information is we make it less accurate while we have it. And that's just the fact. <laughs> well, but, but that's a very good point. By definition, you can't make the information more accurate because you're not the client. Right. Correct. That is, I, I just had never heard anybody describe it that way. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
So, so that what they love about it is what we're creating with Faro is a collaborative environment around the policyholder, right? Uh -huh. The broker can now come and collaborate with the policyholder and their tool, as can the company. And so we're not disintermediating the broker. I believe brokers, advisors, consultants are going to be around forever. Agreed. Um, and and policyholders still value us and the work that we do and the you know the advice that we give. And so what we're all we're trying to do is help get policyholder information into the ecosystem efficiently. And and so companies really like that, right? They're like, gosh, wait, I could get the information direct, process it, possibly pass down information direct and still loop my broker in in the process, right? My distribution at the company level. And we're all working together now, collaborating, moving in the same direction. That's really what we're trying to execute. So, so the broker can be an advisor the way they're supposed to be, not, yeah. not an information, uh, not a broken telephone. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, it's like when I play, we're sitting around the campfire with my kids. Right. And they're like, dad, let's play the secret game. And you know, like my, my girls are pretty strong with it. Usually the message gets passed and then it gets to my son and that's where it all breaks down. Right. And that's, that's kind, of, kind of how we look at it, you know? Okay. Um, why should policyholders partner with, with, with Pharaoh? I think the industry has done a really poor job of, honestly, of advocating for policyholders. Um, we kind of feign that we do that, but I think giving them a resource to really take some control of their insurance risk management journey um, is, is really powerful for them. So uh, I think it gives them the, the power to um, not only kind of self-manage, self-control some of those aspects, save time uh, for them as well. But I think it gives them the power to push into, hey, I want a more transparent, clear experience, right? And that's a lot of those friction points. They're like, well, I don't know what my broker makes, or I don't know this, or I don't know that. I don't get how insurance work. We're trying to really give them a, a vision into that whole process um, that I, I think eliminates a lot of those friction points for them. Okay. And uh, uh, I see that, that, that you have, a uh, an ebook on the website uh modernizing insurance broking uh so 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 tell me tell me about that why why uh, what what's in there why 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 would like like what what do we have to gain by giving us giving you the email so we can download it yeah uh yeah i think the the goal with that is really to explain the philosophical approach behind pharaoh right and i think it's provocative to some degree brokers on the on the initial right they're like gosh wait are we giving up too much control like we really like control right and we're just explaining hey you're not actually losing any control we're empowering you the more you engage your customer uh the more you empower your customer the more actually empowered we are at the brokerage to do well for them and so we're just really trying to walk brokerages through the philosophy there of hey giving something to your policyholder and doing the right thing for them Imagine that it's actually the right thing for you too, right? And and explain that 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 methodology really is is the purpose of the ebook there. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So when 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 the podcast goes live, uh, I will tag you on LinkedIn, and and I and I will tag the company on 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 LinkedIn, and I will include include in the show notes the the link to to your. LinkedIn and the link to projectfaro.com. Excellent. 
By the way, where did the name come from? So that's my Portuguese wife. Uh, so Pharaoh in Portuguese stands for steel or rough translation oh. could be strength. And we're trying to strengthen the policyholders' position in the in the ecosystem. So love that's it. all. That's all, Clara. Love it, love it, and I and I I I, I want to say it on uh, on record before we finish recording. But uh, very very cool of Unico to let you pursue this on the side while still a Unico. Uh, fantastic. If you had called me for career advice two three years ago and said you wanted to pursue this, I I would have pretty much told you chances are you have to leave to be able to pursue it uh yeah. so uh yeah massive props to, to you nico amen uh, amen somebody, thank you for saying it uh, so, so somebody in there uh is is a uh an, a very enlightened leader yeah. uh so so fantastic uh, absolutely awesome. Agree. awesome so it's been a lot of fun to to, to have you on oh, by, by the way uh, if if anybody from uh, I, I've done a, a lot of, of, of ragging on, on on Omaha and Nebraska during this recording, I just want to clarify that I, I'm an Iowa at heart, so it's just a matter of you know state ri rivalries. Uh, I think we're going to need to roll out a poll, but, Des Moines or I, Omaha, and just let <laughs> people decide, man. But but I I I, I joke, I joke. Uh, and, and, uh, if, if the big eye of, of, of Nebraska or InsureTech Omaha or any other insurance organization in, in, in the Omaha area, uh, would like to have me speak at, a, at, 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 at an event and show me a good time in Omaha, in Omaha and show me that I'm wrong about Omaha. Uh, <laughs> I would, I am game. Just reach out. Love let it. me know. Uh, now, uh, within the months of April and September, <laughs> <laughs> but then again i would say the same thing about the boy <laughs> yeah uh, <Okay. laughs> uh, so anyway uh thank you so much for for, for having me on uh, excuse me thank you so much for coming on the podcast today uh i look forward to to see pharaoh continue to grow and uh i look forward to having you back here in a couple of years to to talk about about the amazing things pharaoh is doing in the industry thank Love you it, man thank you so much for having me appreciate it